0: It's our privilege to present this message from the teaching ministry of Reverend George DeYoung as part of the Fruit from Under the Fig Tree. George DeYoung is the founder of Under the Fig Tree Ministries, an organization dedicated to helping people understand the power of God's Word in its Jewish context to equip them to impact their culture. George helps us understand the message of Christ by experiencing the world of the Bible. We pray you're challenged and encouraged by the Word of God as George brings us this teaching from the text. Now, let's see with our eyes, hear with our ears, and set our hearts on what God desires as we join George recorded live on location.
1: What I'd like to do for the next several weeks is I'd like to do a series of messages titled The Way. And this message is admittedly a kind of an introduction to the series of messages. And I chose that because of these two passages in Scripture. Both of them you've heard before. But I offer them to you today kind of as an introduction for you and I to think about the way. Friends, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through Him all things have been made and apart from Him nothing's been made that's been made. And in Him is life. And that life is the light of the world. And the light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not overcome it. Nor has the darkness understood it. And so, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory of the one and only filled with grace and truth. Hear these, for these are the very words of God. In the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be exalted above all the mountains. It will be chief over all the hills, and the nations will stream to it, saying, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, let us go to the house of the God of Jacob, for there he will teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. And the Torah will go out from Zion, the law, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and and the Lord will judge among the nations, and he will settle disputes amongst all peoples, and and they they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And no longer will, will nation take up sword against nation and no longer will they train for war. So come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And then these words, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know me, you know the Father. Now you have known him, and you will see him. The very words of God. You may be seated. The passages are from Isaiah chapter 2, the first five verses. And then John 14, where Jesus says, I am the, I'm the way. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to think about that with you a little bit this morning. And I want to be thinking for the next several weeks about the way. The way of God. The way of Jesus. It's interesting to me, in that passage, why don't you open it up? Isaiah chapter 2. Open up your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 2. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above all the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. But having just been in Jerusalem, having taught on that, and that text is in my bones now. And I, I just I marvel every time that the temple mount where the Dome of the Rock is today, where the uh, Temple of Solomon is. Uh, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Herod's great temple was of of the three hills the western hill and the Mount of Olives it's nestled in between those two mountains and it's, it's smaller and yet Isaiah says there's going to be a time when the mountain of the house of the Lord will be exalted above all the it'll be chief amongst all the hills and I think it will be not because the topography has changed but the people have changed that God will be valued for how valuable he really is People will be passionate for a God who is altogether passionate for them. That's how Isaiah begins. And he says, many people will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in whose paths? His paths. His paths. Isaiah is talking about a future time when there's an awareness that God has a path for me and it has a path for you and there's a sense in which people have accepted I'm no longer going to walk in the path that I'm constructing I'm going to walk in the path that God has for me God has a path for my life and maybe that's part of the problem some of us have wrestled with with so many years is, is that we're trying to walk our path without asking God God what's the path you have for me where's my path and even when you find your path that's only half the battle. It's a blessed battle, but it's only half the battle because even when you find the path that God has for you, he has it for you in such a way that once you discover your path, you still have to learn his ways to walk his path for you and for me. It could be if you're a young person and, and you want to find out if his path is... It's, it's you, want to be, you want to get involved in sports in school. You want to play basketball or you want to play football or you want to play, you want to play sport of sports, hockey. That, and that may be part of God's path for you. If that's your path and you have a skill level and a skill set and you have a passion for this thing, you still have to learn how to play the game. and You have to learn how to play it with others or if your path is, is the path of an artist, or if your path is the path of a doctor, if your path is the path of an accountant, or your path is the path of a bricklayer, or your path is the path of a custodian, or your path is the path of a pastor, and, and that's your path, and that's God's path for you. And each of us have different paths. We'll still have to learn His way for our path. Just knowing the path is one thing, but you have to know the way. And for some of us, our path leads us into a marriage relationship. And we have to know his way for our path with our spouse. For some of us, his path leads us to the way of children. And though it's the same mom and the same dad, no two kids are the same. Even if they come out as twins, they may look the same, but maybe they ain't the same. And we have to learn his way for our path. some of us, our path is where we lose. We lose a parent. We lose a child. We lose a friend. And sometimes the loss is altogether unfair, and sometimes the loss is altogether too strong, and we have to find his way for our path, which is the path that he's given to us. It's one thing to know your path that God has for See the fact of the matter is, is right where we are today is a lot of us don't even know as Christians what God's path is for our lives, and I can tell because we do things in such a way that's not helpful. It's not His will. I mean, some of us come to our path because, well, we lied. Some of us are on the path, and we think it's our path. But in order for us to be on this path, we have to cheat or we have to plagiarize. We have to fake it. It kinda tells me that maybe that's not your path. And if we in the household of faith don't recognize that God has a path for our lives, and if we in the house of faith don't realize that he has to teach us his way for our path because for me and Beth, Our relationship looks different than your marriage relationship, and our relationship with our kids looks different than your relationship with your kids. And and, and we we have two daughters, and you may have two sons, or, or you may have seven sons, or you may have one, or you may not have, whatever it is. We've got to find his way for our path. But Isaiah talks about a time when the nations will stream to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. And, and, and the Torah will go out the word of the Lord from Jerusalem they want to know his ways so they might, may walk his paths that time is coming I think the NIV says and his law will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem the word for law is the Hebrew word you've seen this one many of you have seen this before it's Torah say Torah Torah. Torah is translated Oftentimes, as law. It comes from a root word. And it can mean law. There is law about it. There are rules about it. That, there's no question about that. That, that is there. But the, the root word of which Torah is a derivative is yara, which has about it the idea of to throw or to cast. You throw something, you cast it, you throw it, and you look at what you're throwing, or you shoot something, you look at what you, how you're shooting it, and, it, and you look at the way of it. It's often translated as way. The way. And so the word Torah, probably, if I had to argue a, a case for this, the primary meaning of the word Torah is not law as you and I understand law. It is not like 25 miles an hour kind of law. The word Torah has at the fundamental meaning teaching. So if you want to know the way of the Lord, if you want to know the way of the Lord, the most vivid, clear depiction of the way of the Lord is the biblical text. It's the Bible. That's what it is. It's the Bible. And, And there, if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then you're going to find in the Bible what are the things that make God angry and what are the things that make God happy what are the things that make God uh, sad? And the Bible is full of stories like that. Of all the things and of all the places that you can go in scripture. And this is not exclusive of any others, but you got to understand that of all the ways in which you want to learn the most about God, it's through Jesus. And Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Jesus, if he was anything, he was a man of the text. What gets me is this whole idea that Jesus says, I am the way. Because when he says, I am the way, and when he says, I am the truth, and when he says, I am the life, all three of those words, at the time that he was alive, all described the Bible. Their Bible. Because the Bible was known as the way. And early Christians... We were called, even at, even at Qumran, the people at Qumran, but even early Christians in the book of Acts, we were first of all known, before we were Christians, we were known as followers of the way. We followed the way. We, we understood that this is God's word, this is God's will, and we need to know this. So we're followers of this, baby. That's where we're going. Followers of, followers of the way. Truth. The truth. The veracity of the text. I'm telling you, in Jesus' community, at Jesus' time, when those Torah scrolls came out, people danced. God, we still have God's word. What if God had not spoken? Um, where is it? I am. Uh, do you see this banner here? In the hope of eternal life. In in Hebrew, the word "olam" for eternal means enduring. And what I mean by enduring, it endures because it continues to work. It works. When God tells us how to live, he says, because it's eternal life, It's it's not just a description of time, but it's also a description of the quality of life. The way, the truth, It's really, it's only life worth living. In the path that God has for me, and as I walk my path by his grace, and as I endeavor to learn, because I'm learning, I'm learning what it's like to be a grandfather. And so far, a lot easier than a dad. Um, but I'm liking it. I'm learning what it's like to travel. I'm, our relationship, I'm learning all kinds of, but the life that we live is getting more exciting as we walk in God's ways. And you know, I, I, I'm in the Middle East, and, and I'm telling you, in my opinion, this is just a George thing, okay? But I've been going to Egypt. I love Egypt. I love bringing people there. I, this, this last group, that, I mean, the, their eyes are just amazed. They were like people who didn't know they were thirsty, and they were drinking. I mean, it's one thing that you know you're thirsty and you want something to drink. These people didn't even know that they were thirsty, had never connected these dots, had never seen it like that before. But I go to Egypt. I go there several times a year, and there's a discouragement in Egypt. They don't have the life we have. They don't. They don't. It's sad. And I go to Jordan. And I love Jordan. Petra, I have never seen Petra like I saw it this time. The stones were washed clean, and they were ablaze. I'm telling you, I, I asked Naam, my guide a couple of times, where do they put the batteries in Petra? Because it's just it's just a blaze with light. It was amazing. and yet and yet, my dear, my dear friend, Naam, he's just, 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 I mean, he's a devout Muslim. He prays, and George, I have to go and pray now. Okay, Niam. And even my friends, my Israeli friends, who are, when you go to Israel, it's just like a whole different thing. I mean, it's just a whole different country. In Egypt, I was thinking about this. From Aswan to Luxor, there are almost 250 speed bumps. I know this. In Israel, there are hardly any speed bumps. They have long tracks of smooth road. And you go there, and there's um, joy, and there's, there's a kind of, and yet, they don't have life like you and I have it. They don't. Do you know why there's a state of Israel? Because of the Holocaust. And do you know why Israel is as secular a country as the United States is? Because of the Holocaust. And it strikes me sometimes, and I love Israel, and I understand it's complicated, but it really doesn't. I mean, once you start looking at some details, I, really, I just want. How is it that a people who were so oppressed tend to be oppressive? And I think that oppressiveness comes out of a fear. They don't have what you and I have. See, you and I you and I are invited to, to have a relationship with God based upon faith. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And sometimes I think, and this is just a George thing, you don't have to go here, you don't, I'm laying it down, you don't have to pick it up. I wonder sometimes in our spiritual journeys and I'm just throwing this out there Okay, I'm not being personal, I'm not saying anybody specifically but I'm just throwing it out there I wonder sometimes if our walk with God and our lack of spiritual development is, happens when, when the sermon's over, it's over I don't read the passage again I don't connect the dots I sat there for well, geez almost a half hour now <laughs> Didn't get anything out of it. Never asking the question, why would God have me sit under the teaching of someone who's opening up his word, we've sang songs, we've prayed prayers, and there's nothing God wants to do more than communicate with us. Maybe there might be a little bit uphill. Maybe there might be a little struggle in terms of following the way. And I think sometimes for us, when the sermon's over, it's over. Now, sometimes you can push back and say, yeah, George, but guy, is that all you got? I mean, you worked all week, is that all you got? And there are times when I own my responsibility to to do my due diligence, and I feel led by God to lead you in a study, in a series of messages about the way, the way. And there's a way. Now, God has a path for us, but there's his way, his character. There's a certain way that God does things. There's a certain way that Jesus does things. And and I want to look at at some stories about on the way, understanding that you and I are involved in a movement, a movement called the Church of Jesus Christ, understanding that, that as we walk in his ways, we, we need to be taught how to walk in his ways. Just to go back to that Isaiah passage, do you remember, I don't know, if you still have it open, I mean, do you, do you see that in verse 5? Come, see, this would be really cool if you had your own Bible here because you could underline, well, you can mark up the ones here in church, but chances are you're not looking at the same Bible again. That the, in verse 5 where it says, Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk. If, if, if you have your own Bible, scratch out, let us Take that out of there. Because that's an invitation. That's not what the Hebrew text says. The Hebrew text says that's an imperative. Walk in the light of the Lord. It's not an invitation. It's a commandment. If we're going to walk in the light of the Lord, we have to learn his way as we walk our path. Would you please stand? Pray with me. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of the universe, sovereign over all. We bless you, and we thank you this morning for this opportunity to worship you, for the opportunity to come to you with our prayers and our gifts, an opportunity, Lord, to recognize that you have a path for each of our lives, and no two paths are exactly the same, although they intersect. And for this season, Father, all of our paths, this Sunday, for everyone here present and anyone who will listen on the Internet, our paths come together, and we intersect now and now we're understanding also that we have to learn your way to walk the path you have for each of us. And there will be strong similarities in, in the ways that we'll learn for each of and every one of us, but there will be unique and special differences. And so, Father, we lift up this verse from Ezekiel 40. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear as we set our hearts upon everything you want to show us because we understand that that's why you brought us here. So that when we leave this place, our lives would be a telling to Israel and beyond. To your honor and to your glory. All this we pray in your son's name. And all God's people said, amen.
0: It's our desire that this teaching by George DeYoung has encouraged you to walk more closely in the dust of our Rabbi Yeshua please visit us on the web at www.underthefigtree.org or write to us at Under the Fig Tree, P.O. Box 1256, Holland, Michigan, 49423. Please remember George and this ministry in your prayers. Under the Fig Tree is a nonprofit organization that's solely dependent on your tax-deductible contributions. We very much appreciate your support. Now go and tell Israel. And until next time, May the shalom of the Lord guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.